Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Father God, we thank you for bringing us together one more time, God, to learn of you and to learn of the ways that the enemy is going to come at us, God. And we pray, God, that you be with us and that you strengthen us, God. Give us wisdom. God, we pray, Lord God, that you just continue to speak to the the teacher on today to give her fresh wisdom and understanding of each and every lesson. God, we pray that you be with us, lead us, and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Every time I say that, it reminds me of Ian. Bless his little heart. Amen. Okay, so we are on letter number 20. I'll screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis. And the topic title is Sexual Taste. Um, and we're going to read the little intro to the study guide. For the time being, the patient has been able to withstand Wormwood's attack on his chastity. Screw tape suggests that Wormwood try another route. Fill the man's thoughts with the idea that chastity is unhealthy. Wormwood can best accomplish this by capitalizing on a particular culture's taste in women as often manipulated by the media. Screwtape says that if they cannot use the man's sexuality to make him unchaste, then using it to find the wrong woman to marry is also desirable. And the quote, you will find if you look carefully into any human's heart that he is haunted by at least two imaginary women, a terrestrial and an infernal Venus, and that his desire differs qualitatively according to its object. That was a good thing. All right, so who wants to break the ice? Comment. Who read, okay, first of all, who read it? I read it. Okay. Uh, He a a sneaky little dog. He get on my nerves. (laughs) Wormwood is, screw tape is a trip. Yeah, he's been addictive. He is something. He's like, oh yeah. Mm, he, he said so much about this. Um, first thing is the um, I don't want to I don't want to jump around, but the first thing he talked about. Let me see. Let me turn to my book. First thing he talked about was chastity. Mm-hmm. Now, he said try to persuade him that chastity is unhealthy. 
So let's Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So what is the difference? Okay, what is the difference between chastity and abstinence? That's one of the questions in the book. So let's look at that. Mm. Chastity and abstinence. Can anyone take a take a guess at what's the difference? I'm gonna take a guess. Chastity, um, I'm gonna say sacrifice, um, sacrifice submission basically unto God, or you know, always doing things unto God, and then abstinence is just like I just not gonna have sex. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I, that, 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 that's that's how I see it. I don't do I might be wrong, but I got the abstinence part right. Abstinence is refraining from sexual intercourse completely. That's like celibacy. Mm -hmm. Um, chastity is refraining from any sexual intercourse outside of marriage. So chastity well, married to God. I don't know. Well, married I'm marriage to um okay human. But then you know see celibacy is where it's kind of really close because if you're saying you're being chased unto god that means you're you're refraining from any sexual intercourse completely because you can't have sex with god you know what i'm saying so if you're saying you're married to god then you know you understand what i'm saying Right. So I read, I just had to look it up because it's the state of practice of refraining from extramarital or especially from all sexual intercourse. Okay. Extramarital. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's refraining from okay, gotcha. having sex outside of marriage and abstinence is refraining from sexual intercourse completely. So you can equate abstinence with being celibate. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the word I was about to ask you about. Yeah. Mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm. And chastity is pretty much being faithful, not falling into infidelity. Yep. So that's the difference. Yeah, but screw tape said a whole lot in that letter. Oh my God. Yeah, so, like, so what he was saying, what he was saying was that he was trying to tell Wormwood to convince the patient that chastity is unhealthy. So basically staying committed to to your wife or being faithful to your spouse was unhealthy ain't that crazy yeah. so being, yeah, that's crazy. being you know submitted and, and and committed to you know engaging in sexual intercourse only with your spouse was unhealthy i was like this man done lost his mind what is this mm -hmm. lost his mind mm -hmm. but guess what he got some persuaded that it is. Mm-hmm. Now and then he, when he started talking about the types of body and the clothes and the 50 yeah, pushed yeah. up. And, but one reference I thought I can remember, I thought about it like when he was saying, um, oh gosh, it kind of reminded me like when he talked, to, it it reminded me of a strip club. I forgot what the way he said it, but it was like basically make it desirable. Um Oh God, what was that? He said, but it was just talking about the body types and being attracted to this person or that person. If that don't work, use this. And 
And then when you're talking about the being married to the wrong person, I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah, is so much. By yeah. any means necessary, right? Yeah, yeah. There is so much on here. But you jumping ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so, okay, so we know the difference between chastity and abstinence. Okay. Now, the other thing that he was talking about, uh, let's get 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Can somebody get 1 Corinthians 10, 13? Because he talks about temptation. There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to men. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Why do you think God allows temptation? To strengthen you? Yes. I to test this. Say what? Yeah, to test. The test to test us to see if I don't know, not in a negative tip, but just to, I think it's more so for us, mm -hmm. really. It's more so for us to see what's inside of us when we're tempted, you know, by something like, you know, when, when, when something happens, I think it's mostly like, you know, we get to see what's inside of us and yeah. ask God to rectify. It's like, it's like holding up a mirror, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's also why I said strengthen, because anything that is a struggle brings strength. Anything that has resistance makes strength. So if you have to resist against something, which is that temptation, mm -hmm. that will make you stronger. That's that resistance, like when you're working out with weights. Uh-huh. Very good. That's good. Good answers. Good answers, guys. It, um, it helps us to learn to discern good from evil as well. When we're tempted, we we can tell, we we understand what's good and what's evil. It helps us to learn humility, how to humble ourselves in the midst of temptation. And like um, Joy said, become aware of our own weaknesses to experience the freedom we gain when we overcome. That's what you're talking about, Pastor John, and to help us build character. Those are the reasons why he allows temptation to come. Build our character. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead to build that character, to give us the freedom we gain when we overcome, to be aware of our own weaknesses and help us learn, help us discern from good and evil, teach us how to discern. Go ahead, Prophet. No, I was just gonna comment on the scripture that Pastor John read, but mm -hmm. we always miss the way of escape. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to behave tonight. <laughs> we missed it, we missed it. We we missed it I'm, i and, know i have i ain't gonna lie yeah there's been times where he had the door right there and, it, and, and the crazy part is the way of escape the door be wide open with a bright yeah, light you, and you just walk right past, <laughs> right, right past or shut like, you the door. To escape? are you really trying to escape <laughs> or we shut the door but yeah. see, that goes back to the strengthening thing because if it's an easy task then there will be no gain that's true Mm. No pain. Sometimes, Pastor John, you just don't want to struggle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> and that's, that's the thing that Screwcase said, that temptation loses its power once God intervenes. See, see, the thing is, is that with temptation, um, we often don't feel like fighting it. We, we, we honestly would rather give in. If it was up to us, we would just give oh. it. And that's what the enemy said, even in, when he made a comment about that, about mm -hmm. temptation, about, you know, us just, you know, really just giving in. That's, that's, he said, um, how did he say it? Let me see if I can find it. That they come to the realization that they think that if they, oh gosh, no, 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 no. <sighs> hold on. Okay, he said, for there are things, as things are, your man has now discovered the dangerous truth that these attacks don't last forever. Consequently, you cannot use again what is, after all, our best weapon, the belief of ignorant humans that there is no hope of getting rid of us except by yielding. Mm. So that's one of the things that he hopes that we do, that we just eventually just, you know, they keep, you know, the enemy keeps pounding at us and keep pounding at us and keep pounding at us with the temptations and the text to the point where we just say, you know what, I, I, I give up, I failed this one. And you just give in to it. That's what he wants. And that's the problem and that we have. But, but, but right. the thing, fighting the temptation, that's the part of God's plan for us. Right, and sometimes involves, we don't. Right, it involves us trusting him in obedience. Right, and sometimes when we don't want to fight, we just get tired. We just make excuses and just say, this is just how I am and, you know, that kind of stuff. So we have to be careful with that because if that was the case, then God wouldn't be pushing us, you know, to go through, you know, to to betterment as opposed to us just saying, never mind, this is just who I am. This is just how I'm going to be the rest of my life. We don't even try to fight. You know what I mean? Right. We just give up. You right. Know? And that's why he comes, the pressure and, the, and, the, and the, the pressure and the opposition becomes so great. But you know, when uh, the Bible also says when the spirit, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So when the enemy comes at us and he comes at us and he comes at us, God will lift up the standard. God will, will fight for us. All we have to do is be obedient to God's word. See, we, we, we try to fight it in our own strength. And that's where we fail because we try to fight it in our own strength. But if we trust and, and lean on God and humble ourselves, learn to humble ourselves, not try to get, you know, I'm, I'm sick of the devil. You, you try to do it in your own strength. And, and he's like, he laughing at you. Like, yeah, okay, you sick of me? <laughs> Wham, we'll try this. Wham, we'll try you know, instead of, instead of looking to God, understanding what, why is, why is the temptation here? What is this test going to do for me? You know, we need to step back and examine, like, why are we going through what we're going through? Instead of trying to fight and, and shout and dance and rebuke and holler, take a minute and say, okay, what is this about? Inquire of the Lord. God, what is this? What, what am I supposed to learn in this? What, what is happening here? That's how we handle. That's how we handle. When we inquire and take a moment and step back and look and see exactly what's going on. 
Because when we try to try to resist and try to handle it in our own strength and go about it blindly without inquiring of and not inquiring uh, God and seeking him for guidance and understanding, that's where the temptation, that's when it becomes more and more harder for us to resist because we try to fight it in our own strength. And there's something else that he talks about is, is um, the dangerous truth. And he, he mentions about the danger in the same paragraph. He said, for these are, for as these, as things are, your man has now discovered the dangerous truth. And the dangerous truth is that these attacks don't last forever. And when you resist, they go away a lot faster. If you ponder on that thing, if you entertain that thought, like these sex is talked about sexual taste. If you look on that woman and or look on that man, knowing that he ain't yours, and you start just kind of like really looking at it and staring at it, temptation comes. But if you resist it and say, you know what, mm -mm, let me let me get this thought out of my head. Let me let me squash this thought right now. It's easier to fight when you take that thought and bring it under subjection bring it under how you say casting down high imaginations unto the under knowledge of, of god when you bring that thought down and you start beginning to think on things that are lovely and pure and you change your thought process to the things of god those temptations aren't as hard they're very easy to overcome. They're very easy to, to handle and, and master. But when we sit idly by and let those things, those, those, those dreams or thoughts play out in our minds, that's when the temptation really becomes hard. That makes sense? Yes. Yes. Anyone want to comment on that or have a question about it? Okay, moving on. What is, um, Screwtape says that a demon's best weapon regarding temptation. What does Screwtape say is a demon's best weapon regarding temptation? I'm sorry, I had a Logan disruption, sorry. Oh, basically what I was saying. Screwtape says the demon's best weapon regarding temptation is the ignorant belief of humans that there is no hope of getting rid of the temptation except by giving into it. We, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the best weapon. There yeah. you go. And you know, when he was, when you were talking, I thought about how, um, when we talk about chastity and stuff, and some some people think that that pornography is a safe way not to cheat on the spouse, but it's still cheating, right? But it's a yeah. thing. Right. Because mm -hmm. what the scripture says, if a man looks upon a woman, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? They're already committed. Yeah. They're already committed to sin. If they look upon a woman um, wrong, then you've already committed it in your heart. So, you know. Do, do, I, you, do you remember the part where he talked about women not being able to bear children? I can't remember. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes, yes. Um, I was actually waiting for that part because that, that stood out to me. Yeah. 
Yes. Because it was it was talking about how um, the body type, especially the men, especially at that point in time, because men back then like women that were pencils, right? Mm-hmm. It was talking about how men were attracted to women that had body types similar to men, which were also not very childbearing. They were they were less uh, fertile, mm-hmm. and that made me think about the sterilization of people because you know we are supposed to be fruitful and multiply the purpose of sex is actually to appropriate god made it pleasurable so that we do but the actual purpose of it is to appropriate so to give people to to try to manipulate people to desire a type of person that would be less fertile would actually be an active way of slowly um Population control, can't think of yeah. a word for it. Genocide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Population. Um, he also talked about how um, with that, like the role of the eye, that's what he called it, by, by having us be focused on the physical appearance or the outward appearance. Um, and like, cause he said that when he was talking about the women, he also said something about as far as like the women, like like looking at a woman, a woman looking at a man with a beard, right? Um, to be distasteful, to have for a man to have a beard, to be that manly man, you know, a man with a beard, you know, you know, like a you know, like a beard, bearded man looks more manly, but like more of a of a timid looking guy. Um they, like it's like they want they, what wormwood and screw tape rather you do is kind of to me it looks like it's kind of trying to mesh the two sexes you don't want a woman that has a voluptuous body because because he mentioned about a woman looking like a little boy so a man would be more attracted to something that looks more like a little boy and then you got the woman that don't want to look at a man uh find a man with the beard and the muscles you know like a burly man he wants some she wants somebody who's like um kind of timid you know like a wimpy wimpy henpecky type of person and that's what he was that's what he was trying to say like try to downplay the differences and 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 like try to make us appeal to something that's not really what it's supposed to be. And then if we cannot find that look or that physical appearance in someone, then that causes, um, uh, it causes a disconnect and it causes us not to quote unquote find love. He wants us to focus on what we see as opposed to the person, the individual. So thin is in. So men are now looking for, not, not now, but some, you know, thin is in. So everybody's looking for women who fits this part. So what happens is the woman becomes frustrated because she knows she ain't gonna be no size four. She a size 18. She ain't never gonna get to a size four. And because 
society has created this thing about, oh, you got to be a size four to be sexy. Oh, you got to be a size four to get a man. And you got women who are, who are 18, size 18, knowing they're not going to get down to size four, they become um, discouraged. Or on the flip side, you got women who are abusing themselves now to get to that size four. You got bulimia, you got anorexia, you got people doing all these things to make themselves look like that size four because in today's society, thin is in. And that's why there was such a move even now in today's society where they have women who are not size fours. You know, you got models now that are plus size models. You got women who's making commercials and they're not small they're, or they're focused, they're not focusing on that little thin person because they realize how much of a damage it was doing to people because people were, were, were becoming anorexic, people were becoming bulimic. They were doing all kinds, they started having all kinds of eating disorders. People were becoming depressed. Women were becoming suicidal. You know, all these things were happening because of the role of the eye. And then you have the men and, you know, they're looking for that metrosexual. So you got men kind of teetering over on that side of looking feminine because in society, that's what's in. Not to do with the beard and the, and the flannel shirt and, and, and the, the coverall jeans or, you know, the man with the beard. Well, now they like beards now, but, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, it was just a look at the time. So men were trying to make themselves look like this person. They were shaving their beards, they are shaving their mustaches. And they were looking, you know, trying to look the part because the role of the eye, because women were more attracted to men with no hair as opposed to a man with beard. Now it's changed again because now the beards are back in and you know the long beards and you know all that stuff is back in but that's what um the role of the eye was uh doing it was exaggerated and the demands became more and more impossible so screw tape was um directing the desires of men and women to something which does not exist you know, in the real world, you're not going to find a, a, a woman who's a size four, who's going to be a size four when they hit menopause. There's a lot of women who were size fours at teenagers when they were smaller. And then when they hit that menopause, now they are size 12 because that menopause <laughs> don't came in and hit. And, you know, you get, you just, it's just that menopause, that weight. You know, you get that middle age spread, we call it. A little tire comes popping up around the waist out of nowhere. And that hourglass shape is gone. <laughs> it ain't there no more. So, but, um, so that's some of the things that he was trying to do. And he, and what he was talking about with the role of the eye, you know, whether physical appearance plays a role for you or not, Satan's goal is to detach men from the reality of women so they hunger after unrealistic images which leaves them unable to love the woman next to them. So they're always looking for that size four, but yet you've got this woman who is, maybe she's a size 16, 18, you know, 
maybe even size 20, but her heart is so loving and she's so caring and she's, she, she, she's, she's a right fit for them. They have a good relationship. They have a good bonding friendship and, you know, and, and there's something there, but because she don't look like that size four, he'll overlook her, but yet that's the one. She's the one for him. And that's what screw tape uses the role of the eye to do so that we'll look overlook whom who really is for you, who really loves you, who really is there to support, who really is your help meet, but you're looking around for that size four. The role of the eye. That's it. The role of the eye. And that's R-O-L-E, not rolling of the eye, but the role, the part of the eye, the, 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 the purpose of the eye, the role of the eye. That's what he's talking about. Now, the other thing they talk about, um, let's talk about the terrestrial and infernal Venus. Now, there's a lot on that. <laughs> um, the terrestrial Venus. The terrestrial Venus and the infernal Venus, um, you know, Venus is the goddess of love. And there's two types of women that um, Screwtape says that men love. He said they love a terrestrial and a Venus. Like there's two types of women that men secretly love. And the different roles of the two, the terrestrial Venus is the one that, that would be perfect for him. He, a terrestrial Venus is the type of woman that you want to marry. He will feel a natural and even godly love towards her that leads to charity, marriage, and mutual respect. I mean, she is the girl next door. She is Miss Polly Purebred. She is the one that, you know, loves God and is so sweet and humble and submissive. I mean, the helpmeet of all helpmeets, the one that will, you know, compliment the husband, compliment the man, the one that'll be there, the one that completes him, the one that he, that, that fits, he, she's the missing link in his life. That's the terrestrial Venus. Okay. Now the infernal Venus is the woman that wants to gratify his sexual desire, such as a prostitute or mistress. Wait a minute. You said infernal? Infernal. Mm -hmm. like powering infernal. Burning. Burning. Oh, 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 oh. I'm like, okay. All right, Miss Venus. Okay. I-N-F-E-R-N-A-L, -E infernal. Gotcha. I thought you said infernal. I was like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm No, 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 you're fine. Don't be correcting my speeches. <laughs> infernal Venus is the woman who wants to gratify, see, I can't even talk right, gratify his sexual desire, such as a prostitute or mistress, but he does not necessarily desire to marry her. Ah. That's his chick on the side. That's the, that's the booty call. And the pointer sisters. <laughs> that's the midnight random. Remember, <laughs> remember that song about the pointer sisters? Um, which one? I know you got a chick on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a chick on the side. 
Yeah. That's the, that's the one who call you in the night. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what you oh, doing? Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't. However, for screw tape, she maintains interesting possibilities as a wife, since the man would tend to treat her as a slave, an idol, or an accomplice. So what, of course, which woman would screw tape rather the patient marry? The terrestrial or the infernal Venus, which one? Would screw tape rather the patient marry? Somebody answer. You know, I mean, the answer is very, very. Pastor John, what do you think? Which one? The terrestrial or the infernal? Which one do you think Screw Tape would want the patient to marry? I would say the per, uh, the Screw Tape would prefer him to marry the infernal, but I believe the lesson actually says both of them, right? Like they both have their place. Well, um, they have their place because with the terrestrial Venus. If this person is already married to someone else, he, he will desire her and then he will feel bad because he know he can't have her. And so that's where his sexual desire becomes um, distasteful or sinful because now he's coveting his neighbor's wife. Mm-hmm. So that's where the terrestrial Venus could work to their advantage. Very good point you pointed out. Because if there was a woman in his, in your life that you know is like a good woman and she's married to someone else, but you just love her, you know, you desire her, but she belongs to someone else because of the fact that she's a good woman and she's kind and she's got all these beautiful qualities and she, you know, but yet she's married to someone else it becomes an evil thing because you're coveting and wanting this, this man's wife, knowing that you can't have her. That's how they can, that's, that's how they'll play on the terrestrial Venus. They'll have the patient, you know, desiring someone else's wife who is a terrestrial Venus, a godly woman, a nice woman, perfect, humble, submissive, good cook, great with the kids. You know, and you got people, you got men that that kind of look and see that and kind of are attracted to that, but it's it's wrong because she belongs to someone else. So they begin to covet their neighbor's wife because that's what they want for themselves. But but what happens instead of looking for those qualities in someone else who's single. They want that one. I want her. I don't care if she's mad. I want her. <laughs> That's what Screwtape wants as far as um, the terrestrial Venus. That's how they can use it to their advantage. But overall, it's the infernal uh, Venus that he would want, um, he would, would really prefer that they uh, marry because what'll happen is once they get married and that fire, that passion 
starts to die because we know as a married couple, marriage should not be based on sex. And a lot of people get married because the sex is good. And then after a while, when you get older and your libido starts to drop, and that's not the, the that's not you no longer acting like jackrabbits. You look around, you staring at each other, and you realize you have nothing in common. Every little thing irks you. Um, you know, you realize that you don't like the person. You were only in it for the sex. And a lot of people get married and they realize that once they get older and they realize that that's no longer the main ingredient or the main factor of the marriage now comes the disagreeing and the arguing and the fighting and all that and that's the way he likes the fact that you know marry her even though she's not the one but stay married so that now you make both of your lives miserable because remember in the last letter he was saying about it's not so much of them getting divorced but having them to stay together and make each other lives miserable this is the this is the marriage as a result of marrying the infernal Venus, because it was built on passion. It was built on physical attraction. It was built on sexual desire. But now that that has, you know, it's not as as um, often as it was. It's not as passionate as it was. So now you're kind of stuck with this person, and you're like, okay. So now here comes the infidelity because now that man is going to go out and look for another infernal Venus, someone out there who has that fire, that has that passion, that has that, you know, that naughty, naughty, naughty about them. And, and lots of times it's, you know, a younger woman, you know, sometimes it's an older woman to age, you know, she's still got that flicker you know, that, that nasty, you know, you know, bad girl, nasty girl type of thing going on and up in her years, she's still out there. Um, and that's where he starts becoming unfaithful because it may have died in the woman he married, but there's still other women out there that are still infernal. They're burning with passion and desire and he's looking for that again. And that's where, you know, cheating and, you know, infidelity steps in. All right, we're just about done. Um, can someone get 1 Corinthians 6? Let me see, do I have my phone reboot? Oh, I didn't do it because I had to charge it. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 6. Um, and we're gonna go to verse starting at 15. And I'm gonna read it for you, 15 down through 20. And I'm reading Amplified Classic Version. Do you not see and know that your bodies are members, bodily parts of Christ, the Messiah? Am I therefore to take the parts of Christ and make them parts of a prostitute? Never, never. <laughs> I'm reading with, with, you know, theatrics. 
Or do you not know and realize that when a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? The two, it is written, shall become one flesh. But the person who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun immorality and all sexual looseness. Flee from impurity in thought, word, or deed. Mm. Any other sin which a man commits is one outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, purchased with a preciousness and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. So what does this passage tells us about the effects of sexual sin? What does this passage tell us? For a few moments of pleasure, men and women will throw their lives away. That's what it tells us. Mm. There are very few sins in life that have such harsh consequences. Consider divorce, disease, unwanted pregnancies, uh, guilt, psychological and financial loss, uh, damage to one's reputation, and most importantly, separation from God. So when you find yourself committing immoral sexual sins. These are the different things that can happen. Divorce, you wind up getting divorced, losing your wife because you got caught cheating. Disease, you can get an STD, herpes, HIV, all them things out there. Unwanted pregnancy, you having children out of wedlock. You don't got pregnant by Sally Sue's husband. Guilt. Rides you, everybody looking at you, whispering when you walk by. There she go, uh, Susie. Uh huh, look, that's the one. She slept with Sally Sue's husband. Now look at her, she's pregnant. <laughs> Psychological and financial loss because you don't went to divorce, you know, took half your stuff. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hold your head up. You deacon in the church, you the pastor in the church. You got sister, sister belly button pregnant, and you married, mm -hmm. and financial loss. Your reputation is shot. You ain't. You can't be trusted. You don't got kicked off the bowling league. Don't nobody want to be bothered with you. They don't cut you off. They stop calling you. They don't invite you over for dinner. You know, like how some couples get together and they have like dinners and, you know, bowling teams and all that. I remember this one movie I was watching where they broke up and the bowling team people, they didn't want him to be there anymore. They took back their bowling shirt. <laughs> I know I'm acting so. But all these things happen. And the most important thing is that you can become disconnected and separated from God. 
because of your sin. Sin cuts us off. Paul offers us uh, help by reminding us that as Christians, our bodies are united to Christ himself. We have been bought with a price. When we are unite, when we unite our bodies and even our thoughts to sexual sin, we are essentially uniting Jesus with that sin as well. And we grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit because you're doing all this mess and Jesus is right there. Like, I cannot believe you was doing this in my presence. And you know that's not your husband. You know that's not your wife. And you're committing this sexual sin while I'm right here. Hello? Do you not realize I'm seeing, I'm watching everything you're doing here? Hello? Yeah. Hello? No, I'm... <laughs> I was What's using, wrong? I was using that as, a, you know... Oh. It was it was I wasn't saying... <laughs> I wasn't asking... Using her speech. <laughs> There you go, it's a figure of speech. There it goes, a hypothetical. Oh, okay. I wasn't calling you, Patrice nodding out, y'all. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's all right, honey. We about done. But yes, that's what this passage tells us about sexual sin. And that concludes our lesson for tonight. Anybody have any comments? Anybody want to add anything? Pastor John, you have one uh, highlight something else you wanted to, to discuss or something that you noticed in, in reading the lesson that you want to bring up before we close out? No. Oh, wow. You just, no. Oh, well, tell me what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe something I missed in the midst of it. Uh, Elder Joy, is there anything you want to say or share that you read in the lesson that I didn't cover or talk about or have a question concerning? No. Mm -mm, I don't have any questions or anything. Okay, well, very good. So basically, the lesson... Oh, that's my cue. The le <laughs> Mine the went off already. <laughs> Mine did too. <laughs> it is 8.30 p.m. We are right on schedule. Yeah, we got to take... Us old people got to take it down. They're going to take it down. <laughs> Amen. So we are done with tonight's lesson. So <clears throat> we'll be going into letter 21 which talks mm -hmm. about entitlements. Let oh, Lord. Talks mm. about entitlements. And that oh, should my. be very, very interesting. Uh, very interesting. So, Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you, Lord God, for this time, this gathering, as we learn more of the devices of the wicked one. Father, we pray, oh God, that this word will just resonate in our spirits father that it will be planted in good soil father that it will come to our remembrance and time of need father help us to remain faithful hallelujah help us to remain committed unto you unto your your your, your mission father help us to be remain committed unto this journey that we have chose that <coughs> we have agreed to walk in father we thank you for the strengthening 
of us, God, giving us strength to endure every test and every trial, every temptation. Father, help us to <coughs> find the way of escape and not miss the opportunity to get out wow. of situations that we find ourselves in. Father, we thank you. We praise you. And we give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You guys have a good evening. And we'll uh -huh. be back. <coughs>Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.